On today's Question of Faith, how can you use social media to evangelize young people? Hey everybody, this is Question of Faith. I am Mike Hayes. I'm the Director of Young Adult Ministry in the Diocese of Cleveland. And I'm Father Damian Ferentz, the Vicar for Evangelization. And I'm Carrie Regan, the Youth Ministry Specialist. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. Welcome back, Carrie Regan, to the Thank show. You. Have you ever been here by yourself? I have not been here by myself. Okay, you've always been with your, with your partner in crime, Francine Costantini, of the uh, youth office, youth yep. ministry office. So it's great to have you. Thank you. Yeah. And so, Carrie, you know, you do a lot with social media. So uh, if, if I'm someone who's thinking about doing this, how should I start? How should you start? That's a good question. Um, I mean, we, we use social media in our daily lives, or many, many of us do. Um, and it is well known that many, many young people do as well. Uh, and so the church has a responsibility to be where the people are. Amen. Um, Indeed. I think, hasn't Pope Francis said that in a number of different ways and other saints as well? Mm-hmm. Pope Benedict, I know, was the first pope to be on Twitter. He, I remember he pressed the first tweet, I just went boop, and he invited priests to be on. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so so we have a responsibility to be where the people are. So that means to be out on the streets. That means to be uh, at the sporting events. And, of course, that also means to be on social media. Mm-hmm. So uh, the church has this responsibility to be there, to spread the good news, to evangelize, and uh, to be a presence there. Uh, it's not necessarily the most major place of encounter that someone is going to automatically like read a tweet or see a picture on Instagram or watch a TikTok and be 100% converted. Uh, But it's a place of small conversion. It's a place of encounter. And it's a place to just kind of begin those conversations and open our hearts and minds to God Mm -hmm. or take a break in the day um, and recall. Yeah while we're reading something, while we see mm-hmm. something, recall our faith um, and maybe take a moment to step back and pray. Yeah, I used to, I used to accentuate relationships that you already have as well. You know, like if, if there are people who are already active in youth ministry or young adult ministry, that they might follow you on your various social media platforms, and that might accentuate a relationship. They might see something, oh, I didn't know Carrie knew about that. I should ask her more about that next time. You know, I didn't know Carrie knew this about this saint or this teaching or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. So if you're a pastor at a parish and and you say, I, I want to reach young people and I want to do this, what what would you suggest? Where do you need to be in order to engage young people? Um, well, there's kind of your major social media platforms right now, um, which would be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, kind of, um, and TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so some of them are easier to do than others, um, and they have different audiences as well. Um, I even was watching, uh, I don't watch TikTok tiktok a ton but i like try and like know what's going on and Mm -hmm. whatnot and some i think she's a chef 
uh, she was just talking about how she posted, like, because sometimes you cross-post things onto different sites because right. uh, the media that's created is good for multiple things. But she said that she posted something on Instagram Reels, and she was getting, like, heated in the comments over, like, wow. a little bit of joke that she made. Uh. And it was, like, a pretty, like like, simple joke. I can't remember what it was, but the Instagram Reels comments were heated versus when she posted it on TikTok, people thought it was hilarious uh. um, because I think the joke had to do with uh, – some kind of audio that had been going around on TikTok. Um, so people on TikTok knew about it. They mm. thought it was funny. Um, but the people on Instagram Reels were like, that was wrong mm. to say. Um, so so there's different audiences on them, um, different audiences in that way of like, like Instagram might be a little bit more professional is not the word. Um, but just a little bit more sophisticated yeah sure like a little bit more sophisticated than tiktok um tiktok's maybe a little bit more like ground level but um also in terms of population that you're talking to uh instagram and tiktok are certainly a younger generation uh tiktok being the youngest although Uh there's people of all ages Mm -hmm. that are on tiktok um Instagram might so TikTok might be more your Gen Z. Instagram might be more your millennials and uh, Gen X and and Gen X. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Just saying. I was gonna say there's Represent. lots of people on Represent. it. Yeah. Um, but Facebook is like kind of like your older crowd. So like when I think about it um, and talk to youth ministers about it, like I generally say Instagram is your teens, Facebook is your parents. Oh, so you good. can kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, change your content in that way and understand like it's really good for the youth group to post on Instagram the pictures from the night or the retreat or whatever mm-hmm. for the teens because they love to see what's going on. They love to see pictures of their friends, um, but then cross post to Facebook because the parents also love to see what's going on mm-hmm. and also love to see um, what they did at retreat. Uh, and then even the parish itself, if you have a youth ministry page and a parish page, the parish can then share on Facebook and reach Betty that sits in the front row at daily mass. Mm -hmm. And she can see what the youth group is doing as well. And kind of just have a general know of what's happening in the parish. The more things change, the more they stay the same. You know, when I, so I started doing mm-hmm. all kinds of social media stuff back in the at the turn of the century, as we like to say. For those of us who are Gen <laughs> Xers, Father, mm-hmm. thank you very much. God bless you. Um, Had to start somewhere. But I remember when we start when we started Busted Halo, we started we started the, that name came from a young adult group in the Bronx, right? They they thought that that was a, a good name, and so we started testing it with various audiences, and we intentionally tested it with baby boomers. Because we were after Gen X and Millennials at the time, right? And the baby boomers all hated the name. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. there goes the church. Told us that we're all broken again. I said, well, first of all, we said busted. But second of all, sure. <laughs> and um, then we tested with younger people. And they all, they, they all universally laughed. But they also universally loved the name. And we're like, I think we have something here. You know, it's sort of similar yeah. to what you were saying before. Is like, you know, sometimes you look at these two different audiences and they'll just react differently, and you'll say, mm-hmm. "Okay, there, there's, there's something there. Let's, let's, let's start moving in this direction." Uh, what, what are some things that you do on social media, like, in, you know, like on your Instagram account, let's say? Yeah, so, so I run the youth ministry pages. So um, I'll specifically talk about. Um, our pages Clee Youth Men, so C L E Youth M I N. 
Um, and so we, I tend to just share, uh, a little bit of what's on my heart. Um, cause mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, oh, like this keeps coming up. Like maybe we should, um, share some, share some posts about it or, uh, things to do with the liturgical season, um, saints feast days, the readings of the day, what's going on, um, pictures from our events. Uh, and so I kind of tend to, I just started, I know tomorrow is March, but I was just looking out at March and figuring out what's going to, um, come up for the month. And so, I mean, the way that I start is I take a look at the month and I look at the major feast days in the month, uh, the saints days, especially ones that are going to resonate most with teens because my primary audience is youth ministers and teens. I know that there's a lot of people, um, that follow it. And a lot of my friends follow it because I say you should follow this. Um, because I also generally try to be a good follow, um, something that's going to bring some light to your Mm -hmm. feed, um, and just kind of pull you out of the scroll for a second, uh, to think or read something else. But, um, yeah, it just kind of depends on the season. Like in October, uh, I shared a lot about uh, occult practices in the yeah. church, and those were ended up being really, really popular because people wanted to know and wanted to learn a little bit more. So I learned from that, like, okay, well, what else should we teach people about? So what's the meaning of Halloween? Why do we actually celebrate this? Um, and then going into recently in February, February 2nd was... Uh, Candlemas. Mm-hmm. So, what is Candlemas? Yeah. Because people don't really know what that is—the feast of the presentation of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a little bit of mix of both, um, and uh, some fun things, some uh, silly things. Like yeah. in July, um, I want to—it's about mid-July, somewhere in the teens—is the is National Ice Cream Day. Ah, and so right. I remember this one. Yeah, I mm-hmm. uh, posted who's going to be the patron saint of ice cream uh, mm-hmm. because I. I think it could be me, but I want to see if there's some competition out there. <laughs> the other thing I'd say about your your feed, or what do you call it? Is that yeah, your pages? Yeah. Is they're highly intelligent too. And so, uh, Carrie Regan won't tell you this, but I, well, we've known each other since you were in high school because you yeah. participated in Totally Legge, uh before your senior of high school. So it's a little camp we run out of the seminary, and then she went to Walsh University and. Listeners, you can't see this, but before her is her senior thesis, mm. which is the length of a master's thesis. It's over 80 pages long. Mm-hmm. And I'd like you to talk to us a little bit about this because this isn't something that Carrie's like, well, I'm, I just naturally have gifts. You do, but you also did a ton of research. And on top of that, you were a youth minister for mm-hmm. four years at a parish. So you had experience doing this as a youth minister, and now you're working for the diocese. So... In your young years, you have gained a lot of wisdom and experience to share. So would you tell us a little bit about your your research and how that informs what you do now? Sure, yeah. So when I um, was in college, I almost said high school. Um, When I was in (laughs) college at Walsh University, uh, I was in the honors program, and we had to do a senior thesis. uh, And uh, there weren't very many theology theses to look at um, and figure out what I was going to do. But one of the things that I had decided early on was that I wanted to do something that was going to be very practical uh, that would benefit the church practically. Um, there's a lot of good things to be said and done for high 
theological and philosophical thinking, but that's just not who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm much more a practical person. So this is why we love you, Carrie. Just thanks. So. <laughs> Nothing against speculative theology, by the way. Yes. It's just like right. This is why we love is, her. We, a, we, we, we love other theology. We yeah. love other people for their yeah, high yeah. ideas. Exactly. We love Carrie for this. Yeah. 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 So, um, <laughs> so I decided. Uh, to do a project, and I don't know how I arrived at uh, the topic, but my topic was uh, called Ministry in the Digital Age, the Use of New Media to Promote Fruitful Youth Ministry in the 21st Century. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I uh, sampled um, through a survey youth ministers in the Diocese of Cleveland. Um, I want to say I got about 50 responses, uh, which is actually very impressive um, considering Sometimes we send out surveys and we get like 10. So mm-hmm. this was a really good response. Very, very thankful for their um, participation, even though this was back quite a few years now. Um, and uh, just asked them about their use of social media in their youth ministry. Um, and then took a look at all of the things that the church had to say about youth ministry and media. Um, and all of the things that uh, the church had to say about uh, youth ministry and just kind of synthesized them together um, and came up with the findings that I had were pretty much, um, and this is dated now, like I, I knew the second it was published it was dated. Mm-hmm. We were talking about media um, and media moves so, so quickly. Sure. So, um, but pretty much what I've already said is Facebook is great to use for the parents. Mm-hmm. Instagram was great to use for the teens. Uh, this was published before TikTok was even really on the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and just some of the, like the dangers and worries of it were kind of included in there yeah. and the cautions to youth ministers. Um, but not being afraid to meet the youth on social mm-hmm. media, uh, because you might have kids that come once a month and what is the way that you're interacting with them in between uh if you can't be there holding their hand or see like if they're not coming um this is a place that you can encounter them and and continue to uh help them encounter christ on those in-betweens whether that's sunday to sunday whether that's like wednesday to wednesday or Mm -hmm. whether that's month to month um Mm -hmm. and so Yeah. Uh, The bishops um, have found media, they said, to be a great service to mankind and a tool that has made it easy to spread and support the kingdom of God. And so I think following their words, um, it's best for us to use it Mm -hmm. and share it with people. Yeah, I know Bishop Barron would often say if St. Paul had the ability to get the message out the way that we do today, he'd go absolutely nuts, And which is what we're supposed to be doing, using technology to... Spread the the gospel. Tell the good news. Yeah, we're all extending the ministry of Jesus Christ, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus was an itinerant preacher. That was the media of the day. Mm -hmm. St. Paul was a letter writer, Mm -hmm. you know, and and that's how he communicated, you know. Other people did other things. Fulton Sheen used the television when it was early on. Well, and we talk about, like, social media now because social media is the media of the day. But, like, the Bible was the first book on the printing press. Mm -hmm. There's obvious reasons for that. That's a pioneer of new media yeah. mm-hmm. at the time. New media today is TikTok. It's TikTok, right. Mm-hmm. But the Bible on the printing press, that was huge. That was groundbreaking. And so what do we do now to continue that? 
Well, even think of Father Mike Schmitz doing yeah. the Bible in a year, the Catechism mm-hmm. in a year, and these are the number one podcasts in the yeah. world. Well, even things like Hollow. Um, oh, yeah. The prayer yeah. app, like, I think within the last week, they were the number three app, like, yeah. period. Hmm. And that's just amazing. Yeah. Especially, like, during this season of Lent, they've got an awesome Lent program going they on. Do. Good um, Lenten playlist. Yeah, exactly. And so they're using the new media that we have to spread and support, spread the gospel message. Yeah. It, it's sort of similar to the way the algae on tap works, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. like people won't go to – they might not darken the door of a church because it's not – that's too intimidating, right? Mm-hmm. But they'll go to the bar, right? Yeah. You know, or their friends might might not want to be able – they might not accept an invitation from someone to go to church, but they'll accept an invitation for someone to go to a bar. This is sort of similar. Like, yeah, I'll follow an Instagram account. Yeah. That's, that's kind of low well, level, right? And mm-hmm. exactly – like I've had friends reach out to me and be like, hey, I'm giving up like – my secular podcast for Lent, mm. um, and they're not—they're not super Catholic, but they understand the importance of Lent, and they get that. And so they'll reach out and be like, "So, what are some faith podcasts that you like?" Because mm-hmm. I don't think that I can listen to nothing when I'm at the gym, mm-hmm. but I want to like if I'm not going to listen to, you know, Crime Junkie or whatever the <laughs> top like <laughs> podcasts are. What are some good ones that I can yeah. listen to instead? Yeah. And you've made some playlists for things before, haven't you? Or yeah, we have a we have a Spotify page. Um, again, the same Clee Youthman. Okay. Uh, I'm working on possibly getting a Lenten playlist together. That's part oh, of my cool. March plan. So, Excellent. Um, but there's a couple things on there. So tell our listeners where they could find you again. On what what are the what's the what's the hashtag or um, whatever it is the the handle. Our the handle. handle is C L E Youth M I N. So Clee Youthman. And we'll put that in the show notes. And and sometimes we find you in a church. And mm-hmm. so uh, Mary Queen of Apostles is the place we'll go today. It's in Brook Park. They'll be one of our nine nights parishes, which is coming up on March 17th uh, through the 25th to the Feast of the Annunciation. Yeah, Mary Queen of the Apostles is one of the more creative names that Bishop Lennon and his staff and a reconfiguration thought of because – there were two parishes in Brook Park, Assumption of Mary mm-hmm. and St. Peter, the Apostle. Mm-hmm. So they combined those two parishes, and it took on a new name, Mary, Queen of the Apostles. Father Jim Stanger is the pastor there. He's a great guy, um, big fan of baseball. I used to play tennis with him a lot. He had some elbow issues recently, mm-hmm. so he doesn't play as much anymore. But nice parish, very close to the airport. So yes. mm-hmm. if you ever want to get to Mass before you get on a plane or right when you get off, Mary Queen of, Queen of the Apostles is the closest um, parish to the Cleveland Hopkins Airport. My classmate Del Sherman is uh, doing his field ed there at Mary oh, nice. Queen of the Apostles. And uh, Father Rob Reedy recently, who helps out there, he was uh, our presider for Mass on Saturday and talked to us after Mass a little bit about his work that he's done in El Salvador. Oh, cool. Uh, and through Migrant Refugee Services as well, that he's doing a lot with that now here. And uh, the diocese is trying to get the diaconate formation involved in uh, helping people who are coming from Ukraine. Cool. So that's great. Very good. Yeah. yeah cool. And then our readings this week are the second Sunday of Lent. Let's take a look at the gospel, shall we? It's uh, the Transfiguration this week mm. from Matthew. Uh Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. Father, what does that mean? He was transfigured before them. That he showed his glory to them. It's a preview of what's going to happen in the resurrection, but first, of course, he has to suffer and die and be buried and then rise again from the dead. So he's giving them a little preview of what's to come. When I think of the transfiguration, 
I think of two things. One, peacocks, hmm, because right. the, the, the peacock is the symbol of the transfiguration. When the peacock's feathers are down, it kind of looks like just like an ugly chicken or bird. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, when the peacock throws its, its feathers up, you're like, oh, my gosh, that's glorious. Actually, Flannery O'Connor has an essay called The King of the Birds where she writes about this. And secondly, about six years ago, I went on pilgrimage with 10 brother priests from the Diocese of Cleveland, and we ascended Mount Tabor ah, right. and celebrated Mass up there. And... Guess what's all over the place? Not live peacocks, but a bunch of images of peacocks in the stained glass windows and around. So I think of peacocks, of course, Christ's glory. Nice. How about Carrie Shell? You got any ideas, thoughts? Yeah, um, maybe not necessarily. Carrie Regan, used to be oh, Shell. Yeah. See, you didn't I even was, flinch. I was so worried that I was going to introduce myself as Carrie Shell instead of Carrie Regan, and I have to apologize to John. But um, I... Uh, it says Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And I just think uh, that this reading also, though the the transfiguration is super important, obviously that's what the story's about, um, and awesome. Uh, it also just kind of speaks to discipleship and the ability that Jesus had. He had 12, but he had three in the 12. Mm. Um, and the way that you pour into people because uh, you can't reach everyone. I mean, Jesus fed 5,000 people, and he can preach to 5,000 people, but he doesn't, well, he's Jesus, so he probably could. But he doesn't really know 5,000 people. Mm -hmm. um, he knows 12 really well, mm -hmm. and he knows three really, really well. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's kind of, he sets up the model of discipleship for us and shows us how to do it in our own lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On the other side of the mountain is Jerusalem and uh you know, Peter wants to camp out instead. <laughs> he wants to say, yeah. Let's stay here. I like the other version of this story. I think it's in Luke where he says, uh, it says uh, let me build three tents here. And it's, but he did not know what he was saying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think it's the funniest words in the gospel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but then Jesus comes and, and tells him to, to not be afraid, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that they're going to need courage to go forward from this place because you got to come down the mountain eventually. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So all that's good. Carrie Regan, thanks for joining us here on Question of Faith. Thanks for having me. Pleasure yeah. to be here. And we'll have you back for sure. Of course. Maybe some other Gen Xers will join us. <laughs> <laughs> or a Zoomer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you're ahead. millennial. You're barely millennial, right? I'm, I'm like barely a millennial. Mm -hmm. but You're on the but cusp. But I'm, I'm right in that cusp. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Change in between the two. I remember 9-11, mm -hmm. but I also grew up with a good amount of social media. Right. And uh, we'll have this and a whole lot more next time on Question of Faith.